Hello, we are the Illinois State Board of Education, and we love Illinois schools. I'm Dusty Rhodes in the Communications Office at ISBE, and today is Census Day. That means that by now, every household has probably received an invitation to participate in the 2020 Census. The invite provides three options. You can resign online, by phone, or by mail. All of these options are safe and secure. If you don't respond by the middle of May, you could be visited by a census taker who can help you fill out the form in person. Of course, since we're in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic, we need to observe social or physical distancing. So to keep census workers from having to go to people's homes, the state of Illinois is really encouraging residents to complete the census online by phone or by mail. The census consists of just a few easy questions. And by the way, none of those questions involve citizenship status. Today's podcast will feature an interview with Anita Banerjee, director of the Democracy Initiative at Forefront. She's going to provide great in-depth information about all the important reasons to get counted in the census. But before we get to that, I want to answer everybody's bottom line question, which is, okay, 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 how long is this thing going to take? To find the true answer, I dragged my teenage son, Evan, away from his PlayStation and sat him down in my home office to help me complete the census survey online. I mean, all students have to take a semester of civics in middle school and another semester sometime in high school. And what's more fundamental to civics than the census? Okay, we're recording. Um, I'm just going to ask you real quick. Do you know what the census is? I do not. Okay, the census is we do it every 10 years and we count every single person in the United States. Okay, and the reason we do that is um, to determine how many like congressmen we get, how much money schools get. And so if we don't count every person, we get less money. Okay. Okay. So here we got this thing in the mail. And uh, so we go to this website. Um, what is it? My, what is it? 2020? Census.gov. Does it scare you at all that they, that the government wants to count everybody? No. No. I guess, I guess this is where we click. Respond now. Um, start questionnaire. Okay, read me the 12 digit. R C T 6 C X 36. All right, while Evan and I are taking the census, you get to hear Anita Banerjee speaking with my colleague here at ISBE. I'm going to break back in just as soon as Evan and I finish the survey. I'm Denise Albert in the communications office at ISBE. Today, we're talking about something very important that's coming up, the 2020 census. Anita Banerjee is director of Democracy Initiative at Forefront, an Illinois statewide association representing nonprofits and private foundations. Forefront's Democracy Initiative is focusing on outreach for the 2020 census. Anita, thank you for talking with us today. Thank you for having me. Okay, let's start with the basics. What is the census and why does it matter so much to Illinois school districts? Sure. So the census is a count of the residents across the country every 10 years. It's called the decennial census. Uh, Reason being is that there are others that are held um, throughout the course of the decade. Uh, One in particular that you may have heard of is the American 
community survey, and that occurs, uh, I wanna say once every five years, and has a lot more information that is acquired, but it doesn't go to everybody. The decennial census occurs once a decade, and it is uh, the opportunity to set us up for the next decade ahead. So it's really important that all residents across a state are accounted for because the US Constitution mandates that every person, regardless of your citizenship status or your voting status, needs to be accounted for. And that it matters to Illinois schools because so much of the federal dollars and the statistical analysis that is done based off of our um, state's population then determines how that money is allocated for various social service programs. And for schools, that is relevant to our numbers in terms of enrollment, the you know number of people in any given, given part of the state, uh, so that we know how much money we'll be getting in Title I aids, uh, the National School Lunch Program, um, amongst a number of other social service programs. Well, it sounds like there's a lot at stake for our state when it comes to getting an accurate count. Talk to us about that accuracy. Why is that so important? Yeah, so an accurate count is important for three main reasons, right? The first being that the census impacts our congressional representation. So since 1950, Illinois has lost one congressional seat in every census cycle. So we used to have 24 members of our congressional delegation, and we're now down to 18. And in order for us to have trusted messengers, trusted leaders in our congressional delegation, we can't afford to keep losing so many. And in ahead of the 2020 census, we're likely going to lose one, keeping with our trend, but if we don't make an effort for an accurate count, we will likely lose a second. So that's the first reason. The second reason is what I mentioned earlier is our federal dollars, right? We cannot um, be able to provide for the various social services that any given resident, or even if it's not a resident, it could be a, a community member or a neighbor or, an extended family member, right, that is utilizing these necessary dollars in and outside of school programs um, that are that are vital for for daily living, right? And so that's that translates into about fourteen hundred dollars a person. That is one person that is not accounted for in the census count for one year. So over wow, ten years, yeah, over ten years, that's fourteen thousand dollars for just one person that's not accounted for in Illinois. Now that number might be a little bit higher across the country, but specific to Illinois, that those are necessary dollars that we, we just can't seem to, to lose out on when we know that we need those dollars for so many different purposes. Um, and the third reason why is because we're a state that is perennially broke, right? We've got a state budget that is in flux every given year and a state legislature that, that dukes it out so that they can afford the best um, opportunities for all of our residents across the state. But since the census count determines for the next decade what that allotment will be for our federal dollars, we really need an accurate count to help us provide for a better tomorrow. 
It sounds like that's an essential part of the census is getting accurate, a lot at stake for our state. So how can our school districts and even families help support the census? This sounds like an important message to be getting across now. Yeah, I mean, Denise, there are so many ways that school districts and families and communities can get involved. But the first and foremost is to have conversation, right? To have students be able to understand through their civics classes, what is the census? Why is it important? And how are folks counted? And another way would be for, you know, local school councils, for PTA associations, for superintendent associations, for folks to get together and be able to have that conversation so people understand what's at stake and that people and families and communities feel safe in reporting information. Um, it, there's also the very uh, real need for rural communities to be very much um, accounted for in this census. And with the census going online for the first time in the history of the census, we know that broadband access um, is not readily always available in rural communities. And we also know that the digital divide in general is a very big issue for our country. So to the extent that we can galvanize the various school components within the rural parts of our state, it's really important that we get the word out in whichever way looks best for that community. Um, and then I would say that social media has never been utilized in outreach for census purposes. And this is a really uh, big opportunity uh, for the 2020 census, really big opportunity for the younger generations that may be more comfortable with technology, with the millennial generation um, that is certainly steeped in, in social media to be able to use that and be able to harness the power of social media to help uh, families and communities understand when the census is going online, when the census is open for people to self-report and or households, I should say, and for communities to be able to share accurate information so people know how to go about um, being counted. What about teachers specifically? Do you have any ideas for how they can get involved in the census or bring it to life in their classroom? So I'm hearing that there is a civics requirement that recently passed uh, within the Chicago public schools, but I'm not certain if that translates to all throughout the state. But I would say that if there is a civic component um, that is available for the current school curriculum, that, that that opportunity certainly um, should be should be taken. Teachers can come together and and really help uh, explain why the census is important for families to to self-report. That would be you know they are the trusted messengers in so many of our communities and particularly for families with children. So that this is an um, an opportune time for teachers to step up and be able to be creative with what that kind of outreach could look like. You're almost finished, it says. Uh, you must select submit to complete your questionnaire. Are we done? Yes. Submit. Okay. All right, so I timed it, eight minutes. Honestly, it took Evan and me a wee bit longer than it should have simply because both of us are adopted. So we stumbled over this one question about ethnic origin. Not a problem most people encounter. Was it painful for you? No. 
Did you think it would be longer than it was? Yes, I, I thought that we were going to be in here for like 20 minutes doing, just answering a lot of questions that, I don't know, I just probably wouldn't want to do, but I would do it anyways, because we have to, obviously. It probably would have gone faster if I clicked the right button every time, too. Yeah. <laughs> that, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for doing this with me. You're welcome. All right. So now let's rejoin Anita Banerjee speaking with Denise Albert. What's the most challenging part of your job and how do you work through those tough days? Oh, gosh. Well, you know, the census impacts everybody, right? It's not just when when people think of hard to count communities, oftentimes people think of communities of color or um, immigrant communities, but it's so, so much more. Right, as I mentioned, the rural communities, um, everyone living in rural America is now considered a hard to count community uh, with the mere fact that the census has gone online. But when you also think about the census, you think about what about you know ensuring that the elderly that live alone are, are being accounted for and they have the rightful information to be able to self-report, the disabled communities, certainly the LGBT community, making sure that they're accounted for and that they know that they should certainly be counted in the 2020 census. Um, you've got the children zero to five population that is essential for the count. You know, that was the biggest hard to count community that went unaccounted for in 2010. So we were able to determine that about 1 million children were unaccounted for in the 2010 census. Can you imagine that's a lot of people that we didn't account for all across the country. And in Illinois, that translated to about 100,000 children of that, you know, of that age range, zero to five, in the Cook County region alone. Um, and so when you think about um, encouraging schools and communities to, to self-report, it's essential that our, our you know, school communities are very much a part of this effort, um, being the trusted messengers. And so I have my work cut out for me. Um, I am constantly trying to think about which group should be engaged on the ground, which group hasn't been connected yet. Are there enough local count committees? Are they connecting to the regional census bureau? It, it's that relationship building, and it, it feels like there's never enough time um, to ensure that everyone's uh, being connected so that we are making ample efforts for a fair and accurate count. Absolutely. But how do I get through it? It sounds yeah. like you've got a lot on your plate leading up to the census. I do, I do. And so to answer your next question of how I get through it, I, um, I meditate. I try every morning to have some quiet time and space so that I have the energy in reserve throughout the day to make sure that I'm, I'm connecting with, with the folks um, the best that I can. Uh, I think that's a great great way to work through it. Have you ever gotten emotional in the course of your work? I know it's quite a lot to try to reach every single person in Illinois. There have been moments, you know, as, as I think about uh, that proposed citizenship question and how that caused so much consternation and fear amongst communities. Um, and it was a long wait, right? It was over a year that we had to wait to figure out and, and find out whether that question was going to be on the form or not. And we know now Right, we know as of June, the end of June, that that question will not be on the form. But the damage is done, right? This is a very real fear for many communities. And 
uh, with there being ICE raids across the country, we know that there are a number of hard to count communities that are fearful. And we as advocates have our work cut out for us because we have to make sure um, to the best um, that we can to the best of our ability, we have to make sure that communities feel safe, right? That they uh, rely on their trusted messengers, their trusted community leaders who are teachers, superintendents, principals, local school council members, right? All of these folks really matter in helping us ensure that we get a fair and accurate count. And we, we certainly will, will not have an accurate count if we don't have our immigrant families, our mixed status families accounted for in the census. You know, everyone matters. And we, we know that without uh, folks being accounted for, we're gonna miss out. And we are one of three states in the country that has the most to lose without a fair and accurate count. So there are so many times that I am emotionally um, caught up in this work. And when I think about, you know, I'm of an immigrant family, you know, my family was afforded the opportunity to come to this country once my parents got married. And I'm a first generation Indian American, um, but I identify as American, right? And it, it just, this, this is such, this issue is such a civil right. It's, it's a human right. Um, and there are so many moments when you can certainly get caught up emotionally. Absolutely, that's such an essential message to get across to every family. What keeps you coming back to this work? I think it's the sense that everyone matters, right? I, I love being able to wake up in the morning and, and feel like I'm making a difference in the world. Everybody wants that opportunity or that, that job, if you will, uh, to be able to make that difference in someone's life or, or, or make a meaningful difference that's going to impact several uh, lives. And, and for me, I feel like this is that role, right? I get to um, help connect people, which I love to do. I get to help people understand um, an issue, a national important issue, but how that really has such a local uh, meaningful impact. And, and that really keeps me coming back every day knowing that I'm, I'm helping to um, not just build history, but also um, build awareness for something that is so essential for our democracy. Tell us about something you're proud of. I am proud of so many things in, um, in life, but I would say that the, the most prideful moment I've had this year was the opportunity to work with so many nonprofits, philanthropy leaders, and government leaders um, to encourage the Illinois General Assembly and the governor's office to think about a census state appropriation. And we started this journey and this fight um, at the start of 2018, and I got to meet so many wonderful community leaders all across the state in, in joining in this effort, right? Um, it made me realize what my boss always says is that for this particular issue for the census, we rise and fall as a state. And, and I feel like that that is so incredibly meaningful and, um, and, and, and real. And when the governor's office and the in Illinois General Assembly decided to appropriate $29 million for census outreach efforts um, this past spring, that was a real prideful moment, knowing that we certainly work together as a state um, to make that happen. Ah, that's definitely something to be proud of. So we've talked a lot about our schools being a trusted source for information. What do you wish more people knew about our schools? 
I wish uh, more people knew about the um, the strength and the asset of community, right? Because every school has a special relationship with community um, partners, with community uh, leaders, um, with you know the opportunity to bring that to schools. Um, you know, and when you think about community schools that there are across the the state that there's a real power in family, families connecting so that it's not, it's, it's not just about, you know, um, a nine to three experience, that it's a holistic approach and a, an experience that is not intended for just the student, but the entire family. And, and, I, and I'd like that to be lifted up more and, and for people to understand that the urban, um, you know, school system looks different from the suburban and the rural, but that all of these components are so rich in community. Okay, last question we ask every guest. Why do you love Illinois schools? I love Illinois schools because it provides families and community the opportunity for a better tomorrow. And I um, value our school system, having gone through it myself, um, that, that there is an opportunity to really make a difference for our next leaders in our next generation. And I'm just hopeful that um, as we get into the next decade, um, the 2020 um, decade ahead, that we really harness the power of our schools so that we truly have a better tomorrow. That is such a wonderful message. Anita, thank you for your time today. It's been a pleasure talking with you. Yes, thank you, Denise, for the opportunity. And let's get counted in 2020. Forefront's website offers information, resources, and much more on the 2020 census. You can find it all at ilcountmein2020.org. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and tap the share button to share it with someone else you think who will enjoy it. You can find more information about supports that the Illinois State Board of Education offers to school districts and teachers at isb.net.